And here we go for the Thursday show. Have I ever told you guys that Stretch is a big fat liar? Big fat liar, pants on fire? That would be me, my middle name. As I told you yesterday, I was going to have an interview today with Danger Boy Deacon, a.k.a. Hayden Deacon. And I'm not going to do that. You know why? I got to milk those interviews. I got one more day in the week after today. I got a Friday show I still got to do. So guess what? Danger Boy Deacon going to hit us on the Friday show. I decided to uh, today instead give you Aaron Plessinger because it's Red Bud. And, and there's nothing more Red Bud than Aaron Plessinger. People love him. He goes crazy there. He loses his voice. He runs around screaming. And we had a good interview with him right before the season started. Actually, Moto Man sat down and gave us a dinger that was a good-ass interview. And I love AP, and uh, Moto Man did a solid job, so we're going to rerun that for you. It is Aaron Plessinger and the Moto Man coming up here in moments on the 4-9. That's a good, solid Thursday show. The middle of the show, we got that RJ Hampshire interview from yesterday, if you did miss that. Got some good stuff in the Moto Minutes and the Mantertainment. There is a juicy, juicy rumor mill out there flying around right now that we get into in the Mantertainment, and it's about my boy, Cooper Webb. And they say he is, they say he's definitely leaving Red Bull KTM. And remember, we've been hearing forever now this, this season that Chase Sexton is leaving Honda and going to the Red Bull KTM. And that they were kind of bitter about it, and there was beef as they were favoring Jet going into this 450, uh, 450 uh, kickoff this year for motocross because Chase was the heavy favorite, having just won the Supercross. Jet was moving up, and they see him as the future, so there was some stuff, and then it ends up Chase gets hurt, so we don't even have that beef, and we let it just settle, but we've always been wondering, what's going to happen to Cooper Webb if Chase Sexton is going to Red Bull KTM? And now the rumor is he's going to start racing Yamaha, which now makes you think, what's happening to either Eli Tomac or to Dylan Ferrandez? Or is this just an insurance policy in case Eli retires? We don't know. But either way, uh, there will be no announcement, no acknowledgement of this whatsoever until after the Super Motocross season. So it'll be October till we get this. But a lot on that. I got a story for you telling you why you should not go into the beaches this 4th of July weekend and get in the water. This is happening right here in Orange County, OC. Stay out the water. And it's not sharks, because you know Stretch preaches about the sharks. And then I got another reason to stay the F out of the water, period. Period, period. I used to say only if you're in the water on a boat. Now I say stay the F out of the ocean. Ocean's bad. Bad things happen in the ocean. Don't go in the ocean. That's what I say now. I've changed my tune. I got a story of warning for everyone that's going to go out and get their massive drink on this 4th of July weekend. Drinking is fun. Got to do it responsibly. I'll give you a story about a guy that didn't do it responsibly, and now his family is saying they're blaming everyone but him when, you know, no one put those drinks in his mouth but him. So we'll get into that story. And also, an update I told you about yesterday that I didn't get to we got a, a, the final report in on the Jeffrey Epstein suicide. Did you know Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? It was not Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton having him killed. No, it was not. It was just, a, you know, he just hung himself. And everything that could have went wrong that day for the uh, prison system did. And he was successfully able to hang himself. 
yeah, I call BS on that crap. And then I'm going to get a what the Florida story that is solid. Like, so Florida. It's one of those ones where you're like, man, this is sweet. It's got to be Florida. Just more honesty at its finest. So all of that and a hell of a lot more as we plow through this Thursday morning here on the Big Four Nine, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. I am the Stretch Ari coming up in moments. Aaron Plessinger and the Moto Man making a guest shot on the Stretch Show. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show. Moto Man was out getting it done yesterday. Out in God's country. He was out of Pala. Sitting at the casino talking to some of the superstars of motocross, even though he was told very specifically by his boss, hey, don't do any interviews. Just go out there, take some pictures, load up the social media, get ready. We'll do interviews on Friday when we get out to the track. No, no, no. Not our Moto Man. Moto Man says, oh, no, I got this. F you stretch. Double middle fingers to the world. Uh, he tracked down a couple guys so far. I'm not going to lie. Moto Man has not disappointed. These have been solid interviews. And right now I'm playing Blake Shelton, and that could only mean one dude on the entire circuit of pro motocross. That is a guy that rides a Red Bull KTM. Got a flowing mullet. Got a mustache from hell. His name is Aaron Plessinger. Here is Moto Man in AP. Bring it, Moto Man. It's the Big 49. Big 49 Radio, it's me, Moto. I'm here, I'm sitting here with Aaron Plessinger, the cowboy himself. I'm actually in awe of you to some extent because out of everybody who comes out at Supercross, when they do the parade lap and everybody comes out and they, they play a song for everyone, <laughs> you get Blake Shelton and the crowd goes nuts how does that feel to be so admired by so many people i mean you're a fan favorite beyond like in our hearts when when you were like literally getting the win for most of the race <laughs> and all of a sudden it went all of our hearts went i mean we yeah. were with you the whole time like you definitely carried our hearts through that entire race i mean how does it make you feel knowing that so many people believe in you and like literally just they're they're in team AP, man? Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. And I I feel the love every time I go out on the track or I see the fans. Um, it is awesome. And it's it's what I've dreamed of um, since I was a little kid. And um, my parents always taught me to be, you know, humble and, and uh, always be happy and always keep a smile on my face. And uh, that's what I've tried to do. And they i mean the fans i mean they react to that so so well and oh I, it's a you, <laughs> i would have to say it's 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 a really close one and two between you and malcolm stewart <laughs> and when it comes to the fans are concerned like when you watch the fan reactions when you get good pole placement when you get a good spot in the line it's unbelievable the energy in the crowd and we're our heart is with you 100 percent we're like go AP, come on man come on you can do it you know and, and so i just as a fan i wanted to reiterate that to you letting you know that for you you're really held in a very high esteem you know especially you know going through and moving teams and, and you've always been a, a good strong player in the pack but it's it's your attitude it's your perception it's who you are it's your character everybody just loves that about you yeah yeah thank you and i appreciate that yeah it's uh i think it's i think it's just the way me and me and malcolm we we engage with the fans yep. and and we kind of incorporate them a lot and um 
I don't know. I just uh, I think we're both happy, go lucky dudes, and and just just having fun. And I I feel like every every fan can feel that. And and when when they have these you know serious guys, they they can't really relate to them as well. And and uh, I like to be relatable. So oh, by the way, <laughs> talk about relatable. Your video that you did with Roger DeCoster when you <laughs> moved over to KTM. <laughs> Probably one of the funniest, most relatable pieces of material I've ever seen in my life. I was like, that is funny. That is funny. Monster truck coming out. Ah! Just, oh, it was badass. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a good time. And uh, I don't even know. That wasn't even my idea. It was it was these guys' idea. And, and just just getting to come in like that was was so cool. And um, yeah, they've they've. They've welcomed me with open arms, and, and I've felt the love the whole time I've been here. And, and luckily, lucky enough, I uh, I get to stay on with these guys another year. And um, yeah, hopefully we can have some more fun like that. That is awesome. There you go. Motorman just cut me off right there. I don't know what happened. Motorman gets like, yeah, I'm talking AP, and then I don't know if he turned the button off. It could have been. Could have been. Motorman could have just like, I'm killing it. F stretch. I'm the new uh, voice of the Big 49. He might just shut the interview off. I don't know what he did. But by the way, good stuff. AP is a fan favorite. We appreciate the hell out of him. I'm glad Motoman took it easy. Do you know, son, AP? You know why? He's afraid of Roger DeCoster. You don't want to piss off the evil emperor. No, no, no. You do not. You do not. So he, he walked a fine line there. I noticed, too. He stayed away from my people. My BFF, Cooper Webb. He didn't go near Cooper Webb. And Kenny wasn't there. Kenny would not have talked to Motoman. Because I don't blame him. I wouldn't have talked to Motoman if I was there either. I'd be a privateer going, yeah, sorry, not talking to you. Keep walking. <laughs> Shout out to AP. Thank you for taking the time, man. We appreciate the hell out of you. And uh, best of luck to you this year. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. I'm not sure if this announcement is because of the injury to Jordan Smith or if it was something that was planned and they were just kind of keeping it under wraps. But Star Racing Yamaha has announced they will take their amateur rider Daxton Binnick and he will make his pro motocross debut this weekend at Red Bud. They're saying this is the young dude's first of select rounds of the outdoor season. He's going to kick it off at Red Bud. According to Benick, he says, I'm super excited to make my pro debut this weekend. There's no better place to do it than Red Bud. I really like that track. The team and I have been working hard, so let's see what we got. Best of luck to you, Mr. Daxton Benick. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49 is Stretch Show. We're getting ready to head into the 4th of July weekend, and I thought, you know what? I am. I'm a great American. I am. I'm a, I'm a really great American. My name is Stretch. I am the head pronosticator here at the Big 49, and, and I am the, the semi-boss here on most occasions. And I can tell you that I am very proud to be an American. I know our country is is got kicked in the nuts and punched in the mouth in the last few years, but we'll get back up. It's not how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit and get back up, and that's what we're doing. America's going to get back up. Eagle's been flying low and the flag's been flying slow, but a lot of people think that America fixing to fall? Well, speaking just for me and the great Charlie Daniels, I got a thing or two to tell y'all. We're going to be back. So I decided to mend fences because America is very divided. We're very, very, very divided. And I wanted to bring the president on today to just give everybody a little, you know, 4th of July pick-me-up, a little pep talk. 
from Joe Biden, from the President of the United States. Now, you know, I talk smack about Joe. I don't like him. I didn't vote for him. I think he's a horrible president, but he's got the nuts to come on my show, and I appreciate that. So I'm going to bring him on. We're going to uh, let him, you know, I- I'm going to not bother him. I'm just going to let him tell you his 4th of July message, and then I'm going to uh, go on about my business because it's what great Americans do. You pay respect. You respect the office of the presidency. Sure, you don't like that guy, but you respect him, and you show him respect, and you let him on your show. And that's what I'm going to do. So without further ado, Mr. President, welcome to the Stretch Show. Take it away. Way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Best way to get something done, yeah. if you, yeah. if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, yeah. um, like to be able to... Anyway. There you go. There you go. More inspiring words have never been spoken, Mr. President. I just I just want to thank you for coming on the show. That was magical. Do you have any idea what you just said? Because I speak English pretty well, and, and I'm lost. I'm just lost. Lost, Mr. President. All right, let me get you guys back out to my real story here. God bless the USA. That's what I know. We need to be one nation under God once again, and we will be all right. Get our priorities straight. Stop acting fools. <sighs> Let me tell you why you don't want to go in the ocean out in Orange County this particular 4th of July weekend. Apparently, there's some blooming algae out there, and it's effing everything up. This algae's crazy. And what happens is the fish are eating the algae, and then other sea creatures are eating the fish. And they're going into what they're calling zombie-like behavior. It's zombie. They go straight up like comatose, where they can have seizures and freak out. Or they can just start acting weird and unresponsive and become very hyperactive and confused. I think President Biden ate some of this algae. But anyway, hyperactive, confused, and disoriented. I mean, it just sounds like what we just heard. So he might. maybe that's it. Maybe the president's a vegan now. They've been feeding him algae. So here's what we got. We, we got these fish eating this, and then we have sea lions that are now eating the fish that eat the algae, and then the sea lions are tripping balls, and they're attacking surfers out in Orange County. They say they're acting very aggressively after being sickened by the poisonous algae bloom. Yep. They say at the entrance to Dana Strands Beach and Dana Point, there's a warning to visitors that there are aggressive sea lions in the area. One of at least three beaches where people have been bitten in the last several days in the OC. I don't get bit by a sea lion. If a sea lion bites me, I'm going to club that effort and make it into a fur coat. That's what I'm going to do. Just saying. I'm not messing with you. You come up and bite me, we're going to have a problem. Shark comes up and bite me, I'm going to try to kill that too. Trying to kill me, I'm trying to kill you. That's how we go. But what, what did Joe Biden just say on this show again? I gotta stop doing that. He keeps getting me on these things, going straight. Yeah, they're stretch. He wants to come on the show and mend fences and, you know, welcome everybody from America. You hate America if you don't let the president on. So I'm like, all right, I fall for it every time. And then he does crap like that. But now I did it right in time with his sea lion story. And I'm convinced that the president's eating the poisonous sea algae and he's all disoriented. Somebody needs to check that. The White House might be poisoning him. It might be that bitch Kamala. Might be feeding Joe poisonous sea algae. I save you, Mr. President. 
Don't you worry. And get some people on that immediately. Wow. All right. Up next, besides the president trying to ruin my show, I'm going to go into more animals in the ocean and why you just shouldn't go to the ocean anymore. Just stay the F out of the ocean because this story's been weird and now it got more weird and it's effing crazy. We'll talk about this next. It's the 4 9. Comedian and hot celebrity chick F-boy Pete Davidson has checked himself back into rehab again in Pennsylvania. They say the 29-year-old comic checks himself in and out whenever he feels his PTSD issues are getting out of control. And that's a really good, warm and fuzzy story. Everyone needs to take care of themselves mentally and physically and mental health is a big deal and addiction is a big deal and Pete's apparently got some demons in the closet but let's be honest here as a dude that worked at celebrity rehab I can tell you this when you catch a case like Pete did last month when he crashed his car into a house here in Los Angeles your lawyer will always tell you go to rehab so that by the time you get to court you've already done 30 days in rehab and the judge will just look at you and say good on you bam smack the gavel pay a fine you're out the door that's probably what's really happening here tough guys elon musk and mark zuckerberg apparently are paying no heed to elon musk mom saying their fight is off they're training they're getting ready and there's one guy named lex friedman he's like a trainer and he's trained with both of them and he says he's very impressed yeah i'd be very impressed too if they were paying me cash those dudes got tons of it and you're a tool bag those dudes are fat wankers they have no business getting into the octagon if they want to smack each other up they should do it in like a circle jerk or something because this is not an entertaining fight that anyone wants to see. Here's a story that's bound to piss off some people. Reuters said they did a deep, deep dive into the family background, the genealogy of every living U.S. president, and they found something absolutely shocking. Of every alive former U.S. president, the only one whose family never owned slaves ever, ever, ever is Donald Trump. Everyone else, including Barack Obama, had slave owners in their family, and that is pissing people off. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It's a Stretch Show. Time to get down with some really trippy, weird news. This is terrifying. We've all heard this story. It's been going on for quite some time off of the coast of Spain and Portugal. There is a pod of orcas, that is killer whales, that have been attacking yachts so brutally that they have disabled many of the yachts that had to be uh, radio in for help and they had to come out and tow them back to safety to get them away from the orcas. And this has been going on for a while. And now they, they blame the behavior on one particular female orca that they call uh, white chocolate or white Gladys, whichever one you want. I don't know why it's got to be white. They're, they're black and white, but apparently you can only make fun of the white part or you're going to be in trouble. So her name's White Gladys, uh, not half-white Gladys. And she, they say, had a bad run-in with a boat, they think, and then she started attacking the uh, yachts, and then the other orcas picked up her behavior. Now they all do it collectively, and they literally hunt yachts out there off the coast of uh, Spain and Portugal. So you're like, okay, that's kind of crazy, but it's been going on and going on, and they continue to do it, and experts keep saying, oh, no, no, it's totally safe. 
you can go in the ocean. The orcas, just this one pod, they have a problem with boats because one of them got hurt. Well, listen to this. There was another orca attack on a yacht, but this one happened in Scotland. Oh, hell yeah, what did I say? 2,000 miles away in Scotland, an orca attacked the crap out of a dude in a fishing yacht. He was fishing, and he had this big-ass aluminum-hulled boat, and he had a line up the back, and this orca just came full schizo and just attacked the crap out of it, started ramming his boat. So that scared the hell out of him. But now experts are going, well, this is weird. It's like the behavior's possibly being learned. Well, how did he learn it? If he wasn't down off the coast of Portugal or Spain watching those guys attack yachts, where did this whale all of a sudden get it? Do they have whale telephones? Are they out there, like, on the beeper? Like, Yeah, how do they send messages that quick? And how do they know to attack boats? Because this isn't something that's been going on forever and ever. This is something really freaking new. I love it when experts are just kicked in the nuts for being wrong, wrong, wrong. It's like listening to the pics of Jason, Moto Man, and Kyle. They're just wrong. They're all wrong. You want the great pics? Come to Stretch. And if you want experts in the ocean, come to Stretch. Stretch will tell you. Stay the F out of the ocean. Hey, you want to be safe? Don't go on the ocean. Don't go on a boat. Don't go on a surfboard. Don't go on a jet ski. Don't go anywhere. Fly over the ocean. But your plane may fall out of the sky. For damn sure, don't get in a damn submarine and go to the bottom of the ocean because you'll implode and you'll surely die and I don't care if you're a billionaire. So stay the F out of the ocean. The ocean's for orcas. That's their shit. They're saying, hey, come on in the water. We dare you. They eat great white sharks and we're terrified of great white sharks. Don't mess with orcas. Just stay the F out of the ocean. God, it's tough being the expert of everything. I'm Stretch. Coming up next, let's sit down and talk to Mr. R.J. Hampshire. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Time for a very crazy internet rumor out there about a superstar of motocross, and that is this. There are rumors that Cooper Webb may be fleeing the KTM tent after this season and heading back home to the star racing Yamaha team. That's where he had a couple of 250 championships and really rose to fame, was a pretty badass rider, but they say it is a done deal he's already signed. That's how I know it's not factual because he can't sign a contract while he's still riding with another team. Contract signing is typically October 1st, and that's when these things happen, but they could have agreed the terms, and then it comes down because, remember, we've all been hearing for months and months and months that Chase Sexton is probably headed to KTM after the season, which made you think, what's going to happen to Cooper Webb? Well, now the rumor is that Cooper Webb is going back to star racing Yamaha. I guess we'll have to wait till October till we find out if all of these rumors are true. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, boy. You didn't think I was going to get through a show without giving you a UFO update, did you? No, 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 no. That's not what Stretch does. Stretch does UFOs. I'm a UFO guy now. I don't want to be a UFO guy, but somebody's got to be a UFO guy, and I'm going to step up and hound this and hound this and hound this like a pit bull with a bone. I'm not going to let go of it until we find out what the F is going on. And when I find things that are interesting, things that I think you should know, I will pass them along, and today is no different. This one is... uh, 
the latest discovery of a guy named Avi Loeb. Why is that name familiar to you and why is it important? Avi Loeb is a professor at Harvard. He was a dude that saw what many, many people thought was an asteroid or comet or some crap like that that was passing Earth at a very safe distance and then it was heading towards the sun, presumably sucked in by the sun's gravitational pull. Only the thing made a turn and bolted out of our solar system, something that doesn't happen. You can't do that if you're just a rock flying through space. Can't happen. And so he came out and said this was an extraterrestrial event and he documented it and they discovered it from an uh, observatory in Hawaii. And that's why they gave it a weird Hawaiian name that I cannot do justice by even attempting to pronounce. But many of you will know that. And then he got ridiculed because this is a few years ago before we really heated up on accepting of the possibility of extraterrestrial life, of UFOs, of interdimensional craft, of UAPs, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, Avi Loeb has done an expedition he's still on it he's on it right now they have a boat and they are off the coast of uh, Papua New Guinea where in 2014 there was a thing that most people thought was just a meteor but when they looked at it it and it was witnessed by tons of people there was a huge fireball in the sky and it seemed like it was dripping fire basically these balls and then this thing goes away well when they really looked at it they determined that the trajectory and the speed of this thing that it was not a meteor meteors have I guess certain characteristics and this thing didn't behave like a meteor so Avi Loeb got with a whole bunch of people got some funding got a boat and went out there where this was all spotted off the coast of Papua New Guinea and Basically, what they did is they assumed that it was a interplanetary craft of some sort that was having issues and basically was melting. And then when it melted, the, the metal was going into the ocean. His theory and plan on this entire expedition was to drop a giant magnet down in the area where they saw it and to pick up anything metal off the ground and then bring it back onto the boat and then go through it. If it was indeed metal, I don't know how they knew it would be metal that would stick to a magnet, but that's what they did. And people are like, yeah, this is never going to work, never going to work, never going to work. And they say initially when they got out on the expedition that the thing was having problems and they weren't finding anything. And they were like, you know, he's going to be laughed at. And this dude is a Harvard professor. It's a big deal. He is the highest ranking person in academia in America that will put his stamp on UFOs and alien talk. He really is. So anyway, they have success. They pull up some little tiny spheres, little tiny balls. They're perfect spheres. They're perfect balls. And they are on the bottom of the ocean floor. They say they're so small that you couldn't make them like put them on a necklace as beads. So and they don't really know what they have other than until they get them under a microscope. But they definitely got them where this thing appeared. They think that they were basically like molten raindrops as this thing was on fire from 
blasting through the uh, the, the freaking atmosphere and burning like everything does. It was dripping, and those balls of whatever was dripping were found on the ocean floor with this giant magnet. And it's a pretty big deal. According to uh, uh, Professor Loeb, he says this could be the first time humans have put their hands on interstellar material, even though the United States government's been doing that for about 75 years, 80 years. Says this has never been done before. We never received a package at our doorstep from a cosmic neighbor. And he feels this is a very important discovery. And his next thing to do is to go in and study it and do a peer-reviewed, you know, study and let everybody look at it and try to poke holes in it. And he says he wants the answer. Are we alone in this uh, universe? And he thinks he might potentially have the answer from these metals that are most likely not going to be anything we've got here on Earth. But... We hear meteors are metal. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I like this guy. I like that he's pushing the envelope. And they call it uh, the thing that they call uh, IM1. And they have found a few samples off the ocean floor that they're going to use, which is a big deal. Because if it is part of a spacecraft from another solar system and it came in here, they might be able to trace back where it came from once they start finding what these little balls are made out of. If they can even fathom what those little balls are made out of. So that's pretty cool. I like that story. Up next, though, you know what I really like? What the Florida's. I got a solid what the Florida story for that ass. Gonna do that one next. This is the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. And finally, it's about time to let the good news just roll for Kawasaki. I told you yesterday that we were definitely getting Seth Hamaker and El Hombre Jason Anderson back this weekend at Redbud. And now we're hearing Jet Reynolds, who got hurt at Thunder Valley, set out for High Point, but he's going to return at Redbud as well. And Carson Mumford, they say status still questionable, but he's been seen in Southern California, really putting in some time on the bike, and they expect he may be racing as well. And that's not all. Austin Forkner, who injured his knee at the start of the uh, Supercross season, has missed all of the Supercross season and so far all of the motocross season. Well, he's recently started riding again, and they are expecting him to maybe be racing pretty soon. So that's really great news for Kawasaki to finally start getting all those great riders back. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is time for what the Florida WTF Let's reach in and get a big old fistful. This story is just fun. It's a fun Florida story. Man. Doomed in Florida. Guy named Bradley Hosefer. He's 57 years old. Uh, was at his home in Doomden. June 15th, about 9 p.m. Sitting there with his wife. They're watching a little Netflix. When he looks out in the back, he's like, what the hell is that? There's a dude in our backyard. So what do you do when there's a dude in your backyard? Well, if you're in Florida, you grab your AR-15 and you squeeze off 30 rounds. Pop, 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 pop. And you watch that intruder run for the hills. Funny thing is, when he stopped firing, 
he never hit the guy. He fired 30 rounds from an AR-15 and never hit a dude that was in his backyard from inside his home. The guy in the backyard ended up being 33-year-old Carl Pollock. Here's the problem. Mr. Pollock is Mr. Hosefer's pool man. He was there cleaning his pool. It was his pool man. He tried to kill his pool man for being in his backyard at 9. Now, granted, 9 o'clock is a weird time, but I got a feeling that Mr. Pollock was probably busy or it was hot. It's hot as balls in Florida. Maybe he was like, I'm going to wait till it cools off. He didn't tell the homeowner. He shows up at 9 o'clock at night. Homeowner sees a guy in the backyard, breaks out the AR-15, and just starts pumping rounds. Here's the best part. The Pinellas County Sheriff, Bob Gulatieri, said, yeah, 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 no crime committed here. Mr. Hosefer's free to go. We, we will not be pressing charges. Really, the guy squeezed off 30 rounds of an AR-15 in his backyard at a dude that ended up being his pool man. A dude that didn't appear to be armed, wasn't doing anything dangerous, just was in his backyard cleaning his pool. And he tried to shoot him. No charges to be filed. Yeah. That sounds Florida, right? That sounds Florida. That sounds very, very Florida. So note to self, if you're a pool man in Florida, maybe every time you go to clean the pool, you need to knock on the door and be like, hey, it's the pool man. I'm here just letting you know. Don't try to shoot me. I'm going to go in the backyard and clean right now. Please don't shoot me. I'm the pool man. I guess that's the only thing you could do. He's lucky he didn't get killed, let alone hit. Guy's either fast as F or Mr. Hosefer's a really bad shot. Man, that's crazy to me. No charges filed. What the hell? All right, coming up next, I'm going to get into that alcohol story. You're going to tie one on this weekend. That's all well and good, but listen to this story first and uh, maybe pace yourself. It'll be an idea. I got a guy that did a, a challenge. He's on vacation, and he came to a bar at his resort, and that bar had a challenge. They served 21 cocktails. Can you drink them all? Before you answer that, wait till I tell you this story. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 the Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. We might have a really interesting weekend at Redbud on the 250s because all of the riders that are coming back, and we just added another one from the Star Racing Yamaha crew, Justin Cooper, who had that freaking gnarly crash a couple of weeks ago, is already back on the bike and says he feels good enough to race at Redbud this weekend. So Justin Cooper of the Star Racing Yamaha team, a dude that was really starting to catch fire in the championship points and really getting up on the podium consistently and looking to get after Hunter Lawrence, is going to be doing it again at Redbud this weekend. So things just got more interesting for sure in that very competitive 250 class. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show on a Thursday. Tomorrow we get Danger Boy Deegan up on here. Shout out today to Aaron Plessinger, talking with Moto Man. Got that interview on today. That'll be coming up again, the final hour of the stretch show. And we had RJ Hampshire on today as well. Solid day on the 4-9. Right now, I'm going to tell you a little word of warning if you're going to go out drinking hard for the 4th of July weekend. going to be a long four-day weekend for most people. This guy, though, he's a, he's a Brit. 
man on UK with his uh, he's with his family on vacation in Jamaica. He's dead. <laughs> Note: This is a cautionary tale. At their resort, there was a bar. The bar had a like, I guess, a drinking contest. Like, see if you could drink every drink at the bar. They got 21 cocktails. This guy, 53-year-old uh, pathologist from Staffordshire, he decided, I, I'm up for the challenge. I'm ready to go. His name is Timothy Southern. His family's like, I don't know, Tim. Just take it easy. He's like, F you. I'm going to do it. Said they were there, and there were some girls there, and the girls were doing the challenge. And they were pacing themselves, and they were trying to do it, like, over the course of a couple of days, which is advisable. But not this guy. Yeah. He decided he'd been drinking brandy and beer all morning. What's that? He'd been drinking one brandy, one scotch, and one beer. And that's what he'd been drinking all morning. And then he went for the 21 cocktail combo at the Royal Decameroon Club in St. Anne. So he got 12 drinks in. Apparently he wasn't doing well. He said, I don't feel so good. And his wife said, you don't look so good. And he said, let's go back to the room. Got back to the room and he started barfing and, you know, doing all that fun stuff. And well, it wasn't looking good. So they called for paramedics. Paramedics showed up to the room and they didn't know what to do, according to the family. Guy's sitting there barfing his guts out, making gurgling noises. And they don't know exactly how rapidly he consumed the 12 cocktails, but they know he was drinking brandy and beer all day before that. They say when he was on his back choking, and you never let a drunk lay on their back because they'll drown in their own vomit, a la Jimi Hendrix. They put him into the recovery position and called the ambulance. So when they came, they didn't know what to do. Said a guy was freaking laying there dying, and these people that work for this EMTs and uh, Jamaica got no clue what they're doing. They're like, we're certain that our husband and father would be alive if these EMTs knew what they were doing. They say the nurse arrived from the hotel first, and they said, have you called the ambulance? And she said, no. So they're like, well, what are you going to do? And she said she was starting to... He was starting to lose temperature. He was fading. His his pulse was going out. And she said he had a pulse, but we're starting to lose it. And they look into his face, and they see him literally die. Family member says the nurse was not adequately trained in providing life-saving measures. They didn't do CPR. She said she just stared at him. They said, aren't you going to do anything? They go, well, finally, she started doing chest compressions, but she never gave him oxygen. She was doing chest compressions, but it was too late. He was already dead. This guy died from alcohol poisoning. Doing the 21-gun salute at a bar in Jamaica at the hotel where he was staying. Here's the note to, note to self. Don't do that shit. Dumb shittery will get you killed. Have a good time drinking. And then stop drinking. Start drinking some water. You don't got to get effed up to oblivion to where you can't walk. It's okay to drink water and stop drinking. Be like, man, I am effed up. I'm not going to drink anymore today. That's okay. You live to rock another day. Not this guy. Mr. Southern's dead. That's right. Five brandies, five beers, 
10 brandies, 10 beers, and then 12 cocktails, and he was done. K faded. Don't be like Mr. Southern. Don't, and by, and by the way, alcohol challenges are always bad. Unless it's the, the Kyle Crash Cam on Saturday on the Moto Show. Then it's not bad. It'll be fine, because that's just beer. Unless Kyle shows up with like 12 brandies in before he gets there. Then we're like, oh boy, it's going to be a bad, bad bit. We'll see what happens. We'll find that one out on Saturday. All right, let's get to the final hour of the stretch show. Let's talk to RJ. No, we're going to talk to AP. Aaron Plessinger coming up. And then I'm going to wrap it up. It's the big 4-9. Big 4-9. It is stretch show. I realize I got a story I got to pay off. I've been dragging this thing around for two days. Been teasing it, not doing it. That is the investigation is finally over into the death of Jeffrey Epstein inside a federal prison. And here's what they found. It was just a suicide. He hung himself. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a, quote, cascade of misconduct, negligence, and errors by employees of the Federal Bureau of Prisons that created the conditions that allowed Jeffrey Epstein to hang himself. It had nothing to do with a paid hitman from the Clintons going in there and doing it or from the royal family or from any other rich-ass family that guy had dirt on. No, 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 that was strictly few oversights, some bad mistakes and some lies told by some federal employees. And he just hung himself. And the cameras happened to just cut out at just the right time to not catch anyone or him. (laughs) I love it. They even tried to wrangle in and be like, it's kind of the same thing that happened when... uh, Whitey Bulger got murdered in prison. Just, you know, guards not paying attention. And and last uh, month when the Unabomber killed himself in jail, just guards not paying attention. Yeah. Right. On some, those other ones, you're right. On this one, you're not right. This guy had too much dirt on too many powerful people, and he got taken the F out. All right, don't get taken out. Don't be a Jeffrey Epstein. I am going to get up out of here and come back tomorrow for the Friday show. Fridays are special. Why? Because it's Last Chance Radio. My favorite day of the week. We sit down. We listen to Moto Man, sometimes Kyle, act like morons. And then on Saturday, we get down and do the Moto Show. Moto Show starts early this week, 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. Yeah, ain't that a bitch. I'm thinking about pissing everybody off and going to the studio and doing it live there. You know why? Because they don't want me there which is all the more reason for me to go there. I'm seriously contemplating this. Because I'm taking off next week on uh, Monday, Tuesday for the 4th of July. I'm going to celebrate America like a true American. Sit at home and eat and drink. But I'll be back tomorrow. So until I am, God bless you all, my friends. God bless the United States of America.